What is happening, Chicago Bears fans? This is T-Formation Conversation. I'm your host, Lester Wildfong. And as I have all season long, I am joined again by Dr. Mason West, who is now he's got his own show on the WCG podcast channel, Bear Bones. And this week, you had a special Bear Bones edition. Can you tell everyone about that? Since there's a few guys that haven't really probably had a chance to watch that yet. Yeah, of course. So, you know, I put in a little extra, you know, overtime work this week and we did a special edition show. I had the opportunity uh, and felt really it felt really special to be able to interview Dr. Michael Risher. He is a chiropractor in the Chicagoland area uh, with Rehab Lab, actually in Bucktown. And he works with Justin Fields, right? He is a chiropractor and sports performance specialist that depending on what Justin needs that week, sometimes it's as little as three times a week. Sometimes it's five times a week, depending on what, what Justin's body is feeling like, you know, works with them. You know, it could be half an hour. It could be two hours. Um, normally, right. They'll go do whatever they need to at the facility, get work done there, put the film time in, get the practice in, and then put in the, putting in put the extra work. And uh, it was really awesome. We got to talk about what he, how he thinks about things, right. What his, Based thought processes when it comes to not just athletes, but to anyone he's working with, and then apply that directly to, to Justin. Talked about that amazing 61-yard scramble that that Justin had, um, and that's the really cool thing with him is that you know he treats everybody like he. We, we did a little five-minute thing at the end about bowlers because uh, he works with like, a couple of some high-level bowlers, which is pretty amazing. And uh, you know it was. He, like I said, he works with every single kind of person. So, like, if you want to get some work done, if you want to get work work with a guy who works with Justin Fields, you can literally schedule on, right? And I think that's pretty amazing that that's available to people. Uh, yeah, Rehab Lab Chicago. That's in Bucktown. And in then Bucktown. you are in Barrington. So if you're in the suburbs, go see Dr. West. If you're in the city, go see Dr. Richard. So, so Bears and Lions, you know, this Sunday, and it's been, the Bears have not, you know the three and six right but man these last two weeks last three weeks you know i mean we're excited as bears fans because that offense is starting to pop and the lions defense is not very good bears defense not very good either but man this is a game where we might see justin fields setting some more records that's the thing when you look at the lions defense i mean they're just so bad against the pass they're they don't get pressure uh, they give up tons of yards and they specifically give up a lot of also scramble yards to quarterbacks. So yeah. there is a good chance that, you know, last week was kind of the, the wake up NFL Justin's here moment, but this might be the, Hey, wake up NFL. Justin can also throw the ball and you need to realize that moment, which is really exciting. He was coming off the NFC player of the week and he was up for the FedEx, you know, rushing award. And of course, you know, the jokes out there from some of the clowns, oh, he's a running back. Come on. A hundred and some odd passer rating, three touchdown passes. He's taking what the defense gives him. And if the defense is going to say, hey, run for 180, run for 180, you know. So it's, uh, it's, it's, it's fun watching his evolution as a quarterback and as a football player because at Ohio State, he wasn't this guy. I mean, he wasn't a, a scramble guy. He wasn't doing the read options. He was uh, sit in the pocket, go through his reads, make his, make his play. Last year with Matt Nagy. No one knows what the hell he was doing last year with Matt Nagy. This year, it, it took him a while, but I think Luke Getzi now has got him to a point where he's comfortable. You know, the offense is a nice rhythm to the calls. Uh, things are, are playing off each other. You know, one thing I talk about on another show with JB is, you know, we want to see the run game married to the pass game. Yeah. And, and we're seeing that this year. And it's just like, 
it's exciting. Everything that we had hoped to see as fans, it had a rough start because those first few weeks were pretty, pretty challenging. But everything we want to see as fans, we're like, hey, the wins and losses doesn't matter. Yeah, we want to see the wins, but we want to see the offense start to click. Justin Fields start to show, hey, that he's the guy. And we're believing. The fans believe. I think Ryan Poles now believes he's making moves. So, you know, are you, are you expecting a win this, uh, this Sunday? Oh, absolutely. I already have my bet down, too. I, oh, I took nice. the over on the points. I, I took, you know, I mean, the Bears are getting, it's only minus three, which is just the whole yeah. home field advantage. You know, we're going to give you the three. So I absolutely hit that. Uh, the Lions were a really high octane scoring offense in the beginning of the year, but they've fallen off pretty hard. So it's the Lions are downward. The Bears are upward. How, I mean, how would they not expect to win there? Well, the Lions have had some injuries to some of their skill guys, and they're getting a couple back, but they have another one out here. We'll talk about that a little more. Uh, plus, they traded Hawkinson, their their best tight end on the team. He's gone, so you know, I, I don't know. The Lions are kind of realizing who they are at this point at two and six. So, you know, but let's get into a little bit. We're t- talking the injuries list here, and before we get into the actual Bears Lions injury list, let's talk about a couple guys that are in that twenty one day practice window. We talked about this guy last week, Byron Pringle, uh, calf injury. I thought he was going to get activated, and it still could happen. Uh, tomorrow, Saturday, um, they could activate him. Um, he's in his second – this is now his second week coming up, or his third week coming up, so he's already two weeks in. Calf injury. Um, Byron Pringle, they cut Jake Tongas to make room for somebody. And Matt Adams, linebacker, he's also in the practice window. That just opened another calf injury. So since both are practicing now, Again, you talked a little bit last week. Again, let's reiterate for guys that didn't listen to us last week, the calf injury. What's some stuff that could be going on with their calves? When you look at the calf, it's really the powerhouse of that lower leg. Uh, it's really important. You know, Let's take receiver, Byron Pringle, getting off the line. You're going to power through that calf into that plantar flex or toe point in position. Um, same thing to an extent for a linebacker, right? Let's say ball snaps. Now you got to go drive downhill, try to attack that running back, try to take on a pulling guard, wherever the case may be. Uh, you really need that first initial step, and that's going to be the calf there. And that's why it's really important to make sure you take your time with an injury like this. You really need to not just be able to be pain-free, but you also need to be back, have full muscular endurance, muscular strength, uh, and you need multiple types of that. You need to be have the lengthening. You need the shortening. You need the con- which are concentric and eccentric, right? You need to be able to have the plyometric aspect, which is the rapid change from concentric to eccentric. And all those things have to come. Not- and then once you get the strength on that, now you have to apply it to the field, right? That's why you go and you open that window so you can get back and practice so you can be running your routes if you're buying Pringle, if- so you can do your form fit form fits, like if you're going to be Adams. Um, and this- a guy like Adams too, right? I mean, he's going to be a special teamer. So now you're yeah. covering punts, you're covering kicks and all those things and so all those layers have to absolutely come together now it seems to me that it right you you, you moved on from tongas for a reason you know you don't yeah. just do it just because i don't know you didn't like the way he looked at you one one day so the reason i think they took so long they're shifting and it takes so long is because you're almost trying to see like what do we need right because you do we need that other receiver or do we need that linebacker special teamer what what is it what do we think be against the lions because we saw that last week right you had uh you had uh, Bayless Jones inactive. He could yep. be your sixth receiver if you so choose, if you don't need or want Pringle. So you, you, I think they're looking for a little flexibility here. Yeah, that makes the most sense. Like you said, with Tonga's gone, you got to figure someone's close. Um, they may make a move tomorrow. And if the Bears do make a roster move, uh, I'll, of course, throw a quick little article up on the site, windycitygridiron.com. Uh, we are not going to recut the podcast because that's just is too much effort, though. But let's get into the actual 
injury report here for the Bears and Lions, and it's not as big as 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 it could be, but it's a little mix. Bears fans are a bit nervous. Kendall Vildorf, uh, corner, starting corner, nickel. You know, I'm not sure he gets the reps like a starter. He's in there. Uh, he's out. You know, ankle injuries out. But to kind of double up on the position, Jalen Johnson cornerback oblique is questionable and he did practice in a limited fashion but the oblique talk a little bit about what the oblique injury and how this could be whether you think he's going to play he can power through it or if the obliques just something where you know what even though he's practicing limited it may be best to kind of shut him down for one week what's what's your thoughts on on Jalen's oblique injury oblique is tough it's it's not one of those ones that you're too worried about making that particular injury worse but it's what it sucks to play through. Uh, any same anything in that core area. So whether you're talking about oblique, whether you're talking about transabdominus, uh, rectus femoris, if you have uh, a true hernia falls in that category. Um, another anything with the ribs, even. So if you have a costochondral strain, uh, like a Herbert had, that's why I mean, he missed some time and why he was struggling throwing the ball for a while. So just really anything in that torso region, it affects everything. It, running, talking, breathing, coughing, laughing. I mean, all that stuff puts a lot of tension in that area. And again, you're not likely to make it worse, but it's just part. And now take someone like a Jalen Johnson who has to be able to rotate through that upper back, that thoracic spine. You need that oblique. That's it's all about that stability there. So could he play with this? Yeah, it's entirely possible to play with this. But first of all, do you need him to beat the Lions? That is a question you need to ask. <laughs> and... Does it make sense to extend this injury? Because you know now you got the Falcons coming up, you got the Jets coming up. Those might be ones where you actually want him in there to defend some better receivers, a Drake London, a Garrett Wilson. You know we're going to talk about the Lions later. It's not like they're rolling out amazing receivers here. So in terms of that injury, they my guess is I'm more concerned about his than a Tevin Jenkins hip. We'll talk about him in a second, just because of the discomfort and how that can linger if you don't let yourself rest. The good news is he went from limited to limited, right? It's not like when he had his quad issue where it was limited and just like was gone, right? Gone, yeah. So at least he was still participating today. It was a lighter practice. It's Friday. So there's not as much you can take from that, but he still is at least there. He wasn't just getting treatment. So, so we're talking to oblique. We're talking the core. And you always hear athletes talk about how they have to have a strong core. I mean, it's the foundation for everything. So, but where exactly is the oblique? Is that more towards the ribs, towards the side, or is that more towards the, the, the front with the abs? As a layman, you know, like where would you actually for me to understand where the oblique would be? So it's uh, on the like the uh, the outside, kind of a little on the back, and then wrapping forward in a in a downward trajectory. So if you actually look at the fibers, so like if I have, there's a torso right here, okay, it's going to sit more or less like this. And so, like I said, it's really big in that rotation because those will contract and help that torso rotate the body. Which you know, playing cornerback, that's kind of kind of a big deal, being able to keep your shoulders square to the play you're looking at, but also still be able to, you know, backpedal and to, and to drop back in your coverages. So for us non-athletes, that's probably underneath the love handles probably is where it would be. <laughs> that's yeah. right where it would be, uh-huh. yeah. Let's real quick talk about Kendall Vildor real quick. Ankle injuries, he's out. He didn't practice all week. Um, he only played like, like two snaps last week. Um, but I heard you on Bare Bones uh, yesterday talking about how he, since he's not on IR, which they could, they make the move, they could put him on IR tomorrow. But you're thinking that if, if he doesn't go on IR, then it's not the dreaded high ankle sprain, uh, just a, a normal sprain, I guess you say. So so what's your what's your uh, diagnosis for for Kendall Vildor? To me, it still might be a high ankle, so that's syndesmosis okay. between the, the tibia and the fibula. Uh, but 
I, but it's not a grade like three or four, like you would have seen in like a Nikhil Harry that required surgery. Like he got that tightrope procedure. So because at this rate, you'd throw him on IR, right? Because maybe you're, depending what your thought process is as the front office, as the coaches, you know, do we need him near the end of the year to be able to, to come back, you know, off of IR, something of that nature. The fact that they just let him roll through this entire week to me makes it seem like, okay, let's give him a week. Let's give him two weeks, but we're going to want him to come back. So it's more about the grade. The reason why I was saying high ankle versus let's say like a, a lateral ankle sprain, your traditional ATFL, um, anterior talofibular ligament one is just the way that he landed. It didn't have that traditional, you know, like outer part of the foot rolling down towards the ground. Um, like you might see like in a basketball, like a traditional basketball sprain is one of the most common ones. It really was a straight down, and initially at first, even I thought maybe it might be a little bit of a knee, the way that he, the way that it buckled. Um, but then that with that tail is coming up into that syndesmosis and causing that split a little bit of the two bones. So not as much about the type of sprain it is versus this, just the severity. So, let's be honest. Kenneth Vildor has been a decent football player this year. I know there's a lot of fans that are stuck in last year when he was just not very good at all, but whether it's him improving as an athlete, which, you know, these guys can get better or just him being a better fit for this defense. He's played pretty good football this year. And if, if with him out, the bears will miss him. And of course with, with Johnson out, you know, that's, that's some issues there. So, so let's keep going down the line here. Al Quinn Muhammad, uh, he's doubtful knee injury. He did not practice this whole week. Now he didn't get hurt in the game that we saw. I mean, there was no announcement that he was, that he's out of the game, no announcement that he's questionable will return. So he played, this is a situation where something may have happened, may have felt something, and then he woke up the next day and just got tight on him. Yeah, I mean, especially when you're playing the game of football, right? You got an adrenaline course in. So, you know, maybe late in the fourth quarter, helmet hit him in the, the in the knee or something like that. And, you know, maybe a little bit of pain right away, but it's like, no, this is fine. I can finish the game, no big deal. And all of a sudden you go home, you kick back, you relax, and you wake up on Monday and you're like, man, I, I really must have messed that up a little more than I thought. And so now all of a sudden, you know, especially with that, you know, the swelling starts to kick in. Swelling is uh, miracle grow for scar tissue. So, you know, it just gets really tight on you. And when you can have as little as a five cc's of fluid in the knee that can inhibit the quad by as much as 30, 40%. So now all of a sudden you can't stabilize the knee quite as well. And so now you walk into the facility and you're like, yo, coach, I, I messed this up. <laughs> I got to go to the trainer's room. So, you know, a lot, sometimes that stuff can really just have a delayed onset on you. And again, let's be honest, Muhammad, a lot of Bears fans are down on him, but he starts. You know, he, he's decent against the run. He's not putting up the numbers. But for some reason during the practice week, they see him as a better option to put out there every week than Dominique Robinson. You know, so if he can't go, it's going to hurt the defense. You know, we're, we'll, we'll see, you know, what Robinson or uh, – or uh, why does his name always leave me? Jonathan. He's got a – Kingsley Jonathan. Kingsley always, Jonathan. He's got a very cool name. He does have a cool name, so we'll see more of him also as well. So they may have to make a, a move from a practice squad. I know they got a couple guys down there to make make a move here. So, you know, we'll see what happens. But the last guy in the injury report, Tevin Jenkins, starting right guard. He has had a uh, really nice year this year, and he's questionable with a hip injury. Again, he wasn't hurt in the game. Um, he practiced on Wednesday, as did Jalen Johnson, and then they popped up on the report Thursday, Friday as limited Good news like Jalen Johnson where he's able to practice a bit. I'm sure it's good news for Jenkins, but a hip injury as a right guard. Talk a little bit about how that hip injury could affect what he does. Yeah, and that's the thing that's tough when you just list. Like oblique, you know exactly what we're talking about. This muscle specifically, this is where we're going. Right, with hip, 
I mean, I could give you a laundry list of things that that could possibly be, and that's going to have totally different outcomes and totally different timelines and all those things. But in general, when it comes to the hip and with the guard in particular, the good news is that it shouldn't be quite as bad. Like if it was a, if he was playing tackle, I'd be much more concerned just with how much more ground that a tackle is going to have to cover, yeah. um, have to, you know, right, open up that, open up that door in order to defend against the pass rush, you know, Maybe we're going to see, let's say he actually plays, maybe we see him pulling less. That might be a concern, right? Can he pull, turn, clear right behind the, the butt of the center and then be able to turn again the other direction upfield in order to try to get to either, you know, the defensive lineman or potentially even up to the second level of a linebacker? That would be where you're the most concerned with it. But in his traditional pass sets, more or less should be okay. Um, and then even like more like straight line should be okay. It'd be more the rotational and again, lateral stuff I'd be the most concerned with. So that could affect it to an extent in terms of the play call selection for your running game traps and things of that nature, and potentially some of those even boots if you're trying to reset the line for Justin. Yeah, that's a good point about the uh, the pass set. I mean, he's he's in there at guard. Things happen a little quicker. He's got to react a little faster. That means not quite as much, you know, lateral movement or, or back movement with the kick step. So. And I'm hoping he goes because he has been a fun player to watch. I actually broke down a little bit of his film. Um, a quick one-minute video on Second City Gridiron. Um, I showed a few plays. One of them was a pull where he, where he, uh, he went down the line. He had a, had a guy at the end there. So the Bears do pull him. I mean, yeah, we talk a lot about how they're a, a more outside zone-based team. But, you know, they'll pull these guys too. The the runs game from Luke, Luke Getzi has been fun. Uh, so that's something the Bears are definitely going to want to have in there. Let's go on to the Lions. Uh, we talked a little bit about at the top. Josh Reynolds is their starting receiver. He is out, of course. It's going to hurt them. Um, we already talked about how they're missing their, their tight end. They traded him away. Um, everyone else on, on the report is uh, Matt Nelson, calf injury, a tackle. He's like a backup tackle. He's doubtful. Probably not going to play from what I understand. Um, it's not going to affect the game at all. Kirby Joseph, uh, starting safety, is in concussion protocol. Uh, listed as questionable. But he practiced in full on Friday. So with the concussion protocol, if you're limited, limited, full, probably a good indication he's going to play in the game with even though he has the concussion protocol correct yeah and because we've saw that uh in the packers game for example uh their guard i can't remember who that was exactly at the time um i mean he went from didn't participate dmp dmp limited and then he played all of a sudden um they they forced i mean i still think they forced that to be completely honest but who am i to say but yeah i mean going to full today he's He's playing. I don't see that to be truly questionable. I mean, they might be, they're saying that more so because just in case something comes up. Also, I think just, you know, playing the game a little bit when it comes to injury report. And the other three uh, lines are all questionable. They all practiced a little bit uh, on, on, on Friday. And the big name here is Malcolm Rodriguez, outside linebacker with an elbow. Anyone that watched Hard Knocks, he was a guy that was uh, was flashing quite a bit here. So, you know, I was actually hoping to see him play because I haven't watched much Lions games this year, but I did watch the Hard Knocks, and it was just a – you know, he, guys like that are fun players to root for. Um, so that's that's what the Hard Knocks is all about is you kind of – you want to see the personality, and so you kind of see him do his thing. So, But from what I understand, I went on Twitter, some of the, the Lion beat guys, they think all these questionable guys are going to play. So both teams should be, you know, fairly, you know – full strength as much as they can be at this point. I mean, Johnson, of course, you know, we'll see if he goes Jenkins, you know, if you got, if you had to give me your best guess, Jenkins, Johnson, do they both play for the bears? Jenkins, I think plays Johnson, just because I think he's, it depends on what the bears really do. Like if they want to hold him out, like Johnson wants to play, of course, 
so I I think he will as well. I think they're both going to play. If one of them didn't, it, I think it'd be more likely to be Johnson. That would sit out kind of like what I talked about before too. Like, are you as concerned not having Johnson? But since you're missing Vildor, now all of a sudden, if you had built, we're missing Vildor and Johnson, who's your other outside corner and who's playing in the slot? That's a lot to miss. So I think they're going to be like, eh, it's fine. Get out there. We just aren't going to run your ragged. Should be some Jalen Jones and some uh, Josh Blackwell, maybe some Lamar Jackson. We'll have to get in there some uh, some stuff, but but that is it. That was a nice uh, short and sweet show again. Um, so so you're picking the Bears. You already got money down. I have not made my uh, any bets yet, but uh, I did hit on the over last week. So I kind of I'm digging the over the Bears and the over. Man, who would have thought that it's like it's almost a gimme, right? If the Bears. You know, when they see an over number like that, what is it right now? 47, 46? 47 like and a half is when I grabbed it, I think. Yeah, I mean, that's this Chicago Bears offense against this defense. You know, I mean, I'm expecting big-time stuff. I'm expecting the the run game to pop, whether Jenkins in or out. The Lions really have one, uh, one playmaker on defense. That's the rookie Hutchinson who's had a, a nice year so far. But other than that, does anyone on that Lions team scare you at all on that defense? No, I mean, like you said, Malcolm Rodriguez is fun. Actually, I have him on my fantasy team that actually we're both in just because he gets a lot of tackles and actually wow. scores a lot. Um, Okuda's not great, but again, I have him on my fantasy team because he gets a lot of tackles because people throw at him because he's like very open. You had to bring him. it up because you beat me last week, didn't you? I did. I Damn, did. And we just made a trade too, two <laughs> weeks ago. And I'm looking at that. I'm like, man, that's a terrible trade because the guy you traded me is going to buy. Like oh, I should have waited one week, but that's not good though. It's, uh, but that's yeah, you're it. right. I mean, even Aiden Hut, even in like Aiden Hutchinson, he's been okay this year. I mean, he picked off Aaron Rodgers on that terrible throw to Bakhtiari, where it, it wasn't even close to in the right time zone. So, yeah, I expect the this to be a get not even get right, but a continuation of what we've been seeing for the Bears' offense. It should just continue to kick butt. Should be fun, uh, win or lose. I am expecting a win, just like you. But, man, win or lose, as long as that offense pops, Justin Fields does his thing. I- I'm excited. I-, I-, I can't be me mad at it. But um, make sure you guys all check out Bare Bones, uh, the special edition Bare Bones as well uh, with Dr. Risher. Um, man, am I saying this right, Risher? Yeah, Risher. Uh, nice. I- I'm not good with, with the pronunciation. I'm usually uh, screwing it up. But that's good, man. It was a good show, a lot of good stuff. That's on the YouTube channel right now. And, actually, I'm cutting up the podcast. It's just a podcast version for some of our guys that only want to listen to pods. And I think that's going to publish tomorrow, I believe. So um, audio, video, we got you covered everywhere. Um, Bare Bones, again, his normal show with Danny Meehan. Um, I'll check that out as well. And then uh, until next time, bear down, my friends.